So basically, it's free to businesses that are looking to find uh, a digital marketing agency or consultant focused on SEO mostly, but also you know commercial rate optimization, PPC, um, Facebook ads, that sort of thing. And basically, we help businesses put together the right project and then get them introduced to the right people. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Before we jump into today's interview, if you guys could leave a review and a rating and also subscribe as well, that would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you actually enjoy the content and you'd like to hear more of it, please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. Today we have John Doherty, who is the founder of Credo. I'm going to let him explain what that is in a second. But John and I actually, I think I remember meeting you. I think I wrote an answer on Quora a long time ago. It was like an SEO answer. And you came in and I think you actually corrected me and you were right. So that's how we met initially. I don't know if you even remember that. Man, I don't, but that's funny to hear. <laughs> yeah, I think you're at Distilled back then. But um, yeah, John, I mean, you know, how are you doing, first of all? And thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Eric. I appreciate it. I've uh, been a big, uh, what did they say, longtime listener, first time caller. Um, <laughs> so I, I've, I've listened to Growth Everywhere for a long time now. Super jazzed to be here. Um, and yeah, I'm doing doing well, man. Just uh, It's actually a beautiful day here in Denver. It was really hot and then it got rainy for about a week and now it's beautiful outside. So um, can't complain at all. Great. Great, Matt. Well, we're, we're going to have to do this and then let you off and then go enjoy the weather. But yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of who you are and what your background is first off? Yeah. So my, uh, I've been a, in digital marketing for about eight or nine years now. Uh, my background is actually, I was trained as a technical writer and a front end web developer in, uh, in university in Virginia, where I'm from. Um, and since then I've, I've taken a, a bunch of steps, bunch of jumps, a uh, bunch of different paths. Um, but basically I've done, uh, everything from being a tech support specialist, um, and consultant out of my, uh, trade out university, um, in my first job to helping to run a company, um, from Switzerland, a book publishing company, uh, bootstrap book publishing company actually. Um, and that's where I got into SEO and digital marketing. Um, and then I've worked for, uh, a couple different agencies, one in Philly, one in New York distilled, as you said, for, I was there for a couple years and then worked in house and, uh, ran marketing and grew a marketing team at hotpads.com owned by Zillow and then ran, um, growth on, um, on Trulia rentals for about six months. Um, and then I actually got laid off and started, uh, working for myself almost two years ago now. Great. And so, you know, what is the impetus behind Credo? What is it? Yeah, so Credo is, um, it's, it's best thought of as a, as a subscription marketplace. So basically, it's free to businesses that are looking to find uh, a digital marketing agency or consultant focused on SEO mostly, but also, you know, commercial rate optimization, PPC, um, Facebook ads, that sort of thing. And basically, we help businesses put together the right project and then get them introduced to the right people. Um, and our business model is we get paid by agencies and consultants that are getting, uh, that are receiving, you know, they call them leads, I call them projects, uh, potential clients from us. Got it. Awesome. And so how's the business doing today? It's doing well. Uh, it's grown really well over the last, um, over the last, really over the last six months. Um, it's, it's taken some leaps, uh, leaps and bounds. I've been working on it full time for about uh, two years now. So it's been a, an interesting learning curve. It's my first, uh, my first real business that I founded and grown. Awesome. And what kind of numbers can you share around the business? Yeah. So the business right now, the, the site itself does, uh, 
13 to 14,000 uh, unique visitors a month, um, up you know sizably from last year. And uh, about half of that is SEO driven. And uh, revenue wise, the software business does anywhere from 23 to 27K a month combination of subscription and uh, some commissions that we get for some projects that we send. Nice. That's a good chunk of change. So it is. Yeah. I mean, when you're first starting out, I mean, so like you went from SEO and then I think you, you coded everything up by yourself, right? I've, uh, yeah, the, the initial parts of the, of the system for sure. I now have a, a part-time developer that builds out, uh, it's a, a lot more complicated stuff now that we're building. So he, he takes care of all of that. And I've actually recently pulled back, tried to pull back from, you know, writing a lot of code and, and building product myself and actually learning to be a CEO and learning to delegate. Yeah, no, that, that, that's super important. But I mean, you know, the early days of you having to build everything, come up with the concept and then, you know, do customer service and sales as well. I mean, you know, how did that process feel and, and how did you, you know, what are some lessons you learned? Man, it was hard. It was really hard to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I, after getting laid off, I kind of had to figure out how to cover my bills at first. So I actually picked up a bunch of consulting. Um, and then, uh, I really hadn't written code in a few years. And so getting back into, you know, um, just the basics, right? HTML, CSS, but also learning uh, a lot more PHP and JavaScript, a lot of trial, you know, trial by fire and trial by error. Um, and really, I uh, I think the biggest lesson I took away from that, which I've continued into other areas of the business is asking people for help and being okay with sharing your story, you know, publicly and saying like, hey, I've been working on this thing, you know, for a couple hours, and I'm hitting a wall, can someone help me? And I've had so many awesome, you know, developers and business mentors and such, kind of reach out and uh, have been really just instrumental to my business. Awesome. And yeah, you've been really transparent along the way. And I, I think there have been moments where there's been spikes where, you know, maybe like a PR spike where you just kind of get a big lift from everything. I mean, can you talk to some mm-hmm. of those where you kind of just, you know, there's that one moment and then, you know, just kind of grew from there? Since I started working on this full time, I've rebranded and I've pivoted the business model. Um, and both of those came, well, the, the rebranding came because I uh, was actually accidentally completely accidentally, I mean, naive first time entrepreneur, I was violating someone's trademark. Um, and so I received a cease and desist the day before Thanksgiving 2015. Um, and so I rebranded two months later, um, which was, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a hiccup along the way. Um, but the biggest step changes have, have definitely happened when I've, uh, when I, when I've taken big swings as opposed to iterating, I'm a big fan of iterating and testing things and, um, you know, and all of that. But the biggest step changes have been shifting my business model, which happened because my revenue was going the wrong way when all the other metrics were going up. Um, so that, that there was definitely something broken there. And so I talked to uh, uh, a guy that's become a mentor, Chris Lemma, who's big in the WordPress space. And he was basically like, you need to change your business model. And here's how I do it. And I did it. I basically went from uh, revenue going down about 20% month on month to I hit six figures in uh, in annual revenue uh, about six months later in September 2016. Um, and it's grown from there. And then just recently, uh, basically re-architected my website from a technical SEO perspective and uh, SEO traffic has improved uh, handily like three to four X uh, two pages that actually convert into projects um, on the platform, um, and uh, and and it's done. You know, it's done really well. But that took me and my developer about a month and a half to two months to get right. And it's still not quite right, but it's it definitely a big step forward. Great. And so, what was the model before, and what is it now? My understanding from before, I think you, it was uh, mainly referral, and then you get a percent or something like that. But you can correct me. Exactly. Yeah. So it was referral, and then when uh, when an agency closed business, we got a percentage um, of that fee. Right. So if an if a a business so it was ten percent of if it was an ongoing project it was ten percent of the first three months mm-hmm. um, so if a business was paying a, an agency five thousand dollars a month we got 
basically 1500 bucks total, $500 a month for three months. Um, that was challenging because, you know, basically half of the projects that we were generating or more of the projects we were generating weren't closing into business. So we were being compensated for like 40% of our effort, right? And, and I couldn't really affect, you know, whether a business would change, you know, w- or would, uh, uh, close a, would close a client, right? I couldn't affect their sales process. Right. Um, other than sending them better projects, but that was just incremental, right? Not like these, you know, these big changes I was talking about. Um, so, you know, that, that worked to get initial traction and kind of to realize what the problems were. And then, yeah, move to this subscription uh, model, which basically now agencies and consultants, they pay for access to the platform, to projects that are on the platform, and they pay different uh, different amounts every month, depending on how many projects they want to contact. So $100 a month for up to three contacts, um, and it goes it goes up from there. And a contact is a lead, right? A contact is a lead. So it's uh, we generate a project, it's set live on the platform, and then the person subscribed, the, I call them customers, agency or consultant, sees it there and they can contact them through the platform. And so that contact is is what I'm talking about. Yeah, so basically basically a lead getting in touch with a potential client. So like, you know, let's say I want to pay 100 bucks or so a month. Um, am I able to specify the criteria I'm looking for? Like 100 bucks a month, you know, for three, like Fortune 500 contacts, you know, I think anybody would pay for that, right? So what does that look like? Totally. So it's all a balancing act, right? So businesses can, uh, you know, agents can get on and say that, you know, they're paying a hundred bucks a month. And also I, I very much, uh, restrict supply on the site. So the number of agencies, consultants on there simply because I want everyone that's on there to have, um, uh, you know, to, to be successful. Um, so agencies can say, agencies, consultants can say like they just do SEO, PPC, Facebook ads, and their minimum budget is $4,000 a month. Right. Um, but there are a lot of projects out there that are like a thousand or $2,000 a month. So if their minimum is a thousand dollars a month, they're going to get more potential opportunities than someone whose minimum is $5,000 a month. But if that person that only works on 5,000 plus dollar a month projects closes one project every three months, it more than pays for itself. Right. So it's a whole quantity versus quality play. Um, and that's definitely been a challenge, um, in the business and something that I'm, you know, that I'm continually thinking through about, you know, what the right business model is really long-term for this business. Got it. Okay, great. And what, I mean, what are the goals for the business in the next, I don't know, five years or so? It's a great, it's a great question. Honestly, I probably won't be running this business in five years, but, uh, you know, I, I really want to, uh, my, my goal when I started this business was really to send, um, the, to help businesses find the right agency or consultant, um, to work with. So I'm really focused on that and on the matching that we're doing. You know, at, at this point, I want to keep I want to keep growing it. I want to realize, you know, that vision of, of sending business to the right to agencies and consultants that are really, really good at what they do and not sending it to people that, you know, are just going to like take their money and run. Um, so, so it's a constant, you know, battle um, to do to do that. Um, so a lot more on the, you know, on the vetting side of agencies and consultants. And then we've taken a much higher touch approach to projects that come in, figuring out what they need, what they can pay, what their experience is with whatever service it is that they're saying that they need, what their expectations are, and then helping recalibrate those expectations and then making connections. So I think in the future, we're going to do a lot more around, um, you know, really helping agencies close better work is going to be, uh, is going to be a focus there as well. You know, when you started out, um, it sounded like you were doing some consulting to kind of make uh, ends meet, but for, for Credo itself, I mean, how did you acquire, let's say your first, I don't know, hundred customers or so? Yeah. So the first, the first hundred customers, like first hundred businesses looking to, uh, to find an agency or consultant, those honestly came through my network. I started this business, uh, in its first incarnation about four and a half years ago, February, 2013, um, because I had just gotten out of doing freelance consulting myself and needed a place to send people that were coming to me through my site, through my personal site, wanting, uh, you know, wanting to work with me and I wasn't taking on work. So I actually had a, a blog post published yesterday on entrepreneur.com talking about how I started my business on a spreadsheet. Um, and so really it was people coming to me, 
uh, through, you know, through my site, agencies referring people to me. And I had a spreadsheet of people that I sent work to and then realized that, hey, the lead business is actually a big business. Um, and so sent a project to my buddy uh, who runs an agency in, um, in Utah. And uh, he paid me 50 bucks for the, uh, for the intro. And uh, he closed the business. And I went and bought a domain name. Um, so really, oh, nice. it started all for my network, right? Like I'm building a business in the industry that I've been working in for a long time. So I know a lot of people there. Um, and so it, it's been interesting that it's kind of gone from, you know, agencies and friends sending me projects. It's like personally, you know, introducing me to my personal email, right? To now, you know, it's a, a you know, a full like site built out and getting, you know, projects from, you know, all over the place from like, you know, thousand dollar a month, uh, you know, SEO projects for real estate agents all the way up to I've sent projects that have paid agencies 25 to 30 grand a month month. Nice. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a smattering all over the, the place, but the, where, where projects come from has definitely shifted and I'm always testing new things, um, to, uh, you know, to try to try to drive more, uh, more projects. That's awesome. So you said, the, I guess the lowest subscription tier is a hundred bucks. I mean, uh, what are the other tiers? Uh, so the, the other publicly, uh, announced ones are, uh, $200 a month and 375 a month. And then I have a couple higher tiers as well, which are more like we make personal introductions for mm-hmm. agencies to potential clients that you know, that we vetted out that have, you know, budget and correct set expectations and, um, and all of that stuff. Got it. Um, okay. so, and I open it up two to three times a year for new agencies and consultants to be on the platform. That's cool. So There's a scarcity thing. Exactly. Exactly. So I can, you know, send out a drip, you know, email, um, that I, I actually learned like a lot of the, the copywriting techniques from, uh, from Ramit Sethi from all the stuff that he's written. Yeah. Um, and you know, basically we'll, we'll send it out and I can get, you know, I'll, I'll open up like, you know, 10 spots and say, but I'm, you know, I'm chatting with 20 and then making a decision and those 20 will fill up in like six hours. Awesome. That's incredible. And so, yeah. I mean, you basically, I mean, you probably have around give or take maybe about 150 paying customers a month right now. Is that around the uh, right range? Fewer than that. It's actually around 70 to 75. Okay. Got it. Because you had the higher tiers. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Okay. So, you know, let's talk about SEO for a second. You're getting 13,000 visitors a month and, you know, it's pretty competitive being in the marketing space. So, you know, how are you making it work for you on the SEO side and what else is working in terms of customer acquisition? Yeah, that's a great, um, that's a great question. So the, uh, on the SEO front, yeah, as you said, it is a, a pretty competitive space and obviously, you know, every SEO agency is doing SEO for themselves and every content marketing agency is trying to rank for, you know, content marketing agency in city. Um, and I definitely have some competitors as well that are more like marketplaces, um, too, but really my, my strategy right now is I'm going at the long tail. So, you know, it's going to take a while to rank for, you know, the head term SEO consultants, which really doesn't have that much traffic, but like, I mean, 500 searches a month, which isn't anything to sneeze at, but, um, you know, basically where my mind goes is, is it worth putting all my time and effort into this, you know, one keyword, this one, um, you know, page to rank that then like if I lost a, you know, lost a ranking then my business is hurting, um, or, you know, should I go to the long tail? So I've gone to the long tail and actually that big update that I shipped out a couple weeks ago is focused on, you know, now I have pages for like, uh, San Francisco, California content marketing agencies, right. And a page dedicated to that. And only people that are in San Francisco that do content marketing and are, and are an agency are listed on that page. You know, I, I've, I very much like expanded the pool of keywords that I can rank for. I went from about 400 pages on my site that could rank to over 3000 now. Um, and, it fell um, and it's definitely, definitely helped. And, you know, and now I'm really pounding the, uh, you know, content marketing links, et cetera, you know, train to, to rank better across all of these, you know, all these lower volume, less competitive, but also convert really, really well keywords. You kind of strike me as a guy that is very optimized or, and then, you know, very productive. So yeah, I don't usually be. ask this question, but how do you, I mean, you know, what are some productivity hacks you have? How do you, how do you structure your day? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, 
I'm a big fan of Paul Graham's maker schedule, manager schedule uh, way of thinking. Um, and, you know, as a solo entrepreneur with, a, you know, a small team, I don't have any other full time employees. Um, I, I very much have to I've, I've done a lot of testing actually around my schedule and when I'm most productive. Uh, I started about five months ago waking up super early. I heard Noah Kagan talking about it and started waking up at like 5 a.m. Um, not this week because I've been a bit sick, but, um, you know, I'll wake up early. I'll get a bunch of work done from about 530 once I have a cup of coffee in me to about 8 a.m. I don't check email until 8. Um, and then I also don't schedule phone calls before 8. So basically 8 to 12, I'm, you know, talking with potential, you know, businesses that we're trying to match up with agencies or consultants. I'm doing stuff like, you know, podcasts like this. I'm, you know, I'm writing if I have time. Um, and then in the afternoon or, you know, uh, Tuesdays, I have phone calls with uh, my own like personal consulting clients. I still have a couple of those. Um, and in the afternoon, I don't do phone calls. Um, and that's just, that's for writing. It's for building product. It's for managing, you know, uh, you know, developers building stuff. Um, it's for business ops. So I very much like found that the morning is when I'm, I'm awake and I'm ready to talk to people. And then the afternoon is when I'm ready to go to a coffee shop and focus. Um, and I actually switched that for a couple of weeks about a year ago and it was awful. I had a terrible couple of weeks huh. and I switched it back. Um, and pr productivity went right back up. So I've done a lot of testing around it. Um, and I, I very much try to be, um, you know, as focused as I can in those times that I have blocked off for the different, um, for, for the different things that I can do at that time. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's all about blocking off time. And you know, when I look at my calendar sometimes, and actually I heard this from Ramit weeks ago, mm -hmm. I, I think he wrote an email, but basically, uh, he blocks off time to just, you know, for his most important things. So then if it's in his calendar, it gets done. And then, you know, from other people, I kind of steal and then kind of, you know, combine things. So I have this Frankenstein calendar now, but Fridays yep. are for strategy days, right? You know, Mondays are for meetings and things like that. So, or, or one-on-one. So yeah, totally agree with that. I think that that's, you know, if you, if you're very deliberate with your time, then you're, you're going to make the most of it. Um, and I think most people kind of just run around with their, their like a, you know, chicken with its head, head cut off. So super helpful. Um, what is one new tool that you've added in the last year that's added a lot of value? So it could be like Evernote. Yeah. So the, it's actually an SEO tool. So I've been a long time SEM rush user. Obviously I've used Moz's tools for a long time. Um, and everyone had been telling me they're like, try Ahrefs, try Ahrefs. I'm like, whatever. I don't need Ahrefs. I have SEM rush. I have screaming frog. I have all these other tools. And I signed up for it about three months ago and it's, it's my go-to it's become my go-to it's more expensive you know mm -hmm. than the others but like it gets me so much insight um and it's been absolutely it's just been absolutely valuable for i mean my client work my work on credo all of that um so yeah that's the that's the tool that i've added in and then the other one for productivity is calendly um so you know i can send someone a link and be like hey can you grab a time here on my calendar that works for you and i obviously have those set up that they can't schedule in the afternoon and whatever and, and, and that's really helped instead of like, you know, going back and forth with five or six different times that might work. Um, they can just they can just grab a time um, and schedule it. And then, you know, I hop on the phone with them when they've scheduled it. Love it. Yeah. I mean, Ahrefs or, you know, Ahrefs, whatever, if we want to call it. But, you know, I, I mentioned it a lot uh, with Neil on our on our other podcast. It's probably the most mentioned tool. But, you know, it's a tool that I open every single day, even though I don't do a lot of SEO work. I just like looking at stuff. Um, Neil actually does the same thing, too. So can totally vouch for that. Same thing with yep. uh, Calendly. Great tool. Um, um, what's one must-read book that you'd recommend to everyone? Uh, I think th this uh, your audience has probably he uh, heard this many, many times, but the four-hour work week has been like the biggest game-changing book for me in my in my business life. I actually reread it about every six months, every four to six months, um, just because I get new stuff out of it um, every time. So yeah, that's like that and the hard thing about hard things by um, by Ben Horowitz. If you're an entrepreneur and you're kind of you know struggling, kind of feeling alone, is why why is this so hard? 
read that book and you'll feel a lot better about uh, about your life. Yeah, you know, interestingly enough, um, the hard thing about hard things is the most recommended on this podcast. I don't think the four hour work week has ever been mentioned. Maybe maybe once out of like I don't know two hundred fifty plus interviews. Um, wow. So it's it's like reversed. So yeah, hard thing about hard things by far in a way number one. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I totally endorse it. What's and usually I don't ask this question, but uh, since you listen to podcasts, what's one podcast that you listen to aside from this one? Uh, that's one of your go tos. You know, the, the one that I've recently, uh, there are two that I listen to. One is Noah Kagan presents. Uh, I think Noah is a super smart guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he has really interesting, um, uh, guests on there that I learn a lot from. Um, and then the other one is creative live, um, with Chase Jarvis. Um, he has a lot of just like interesting creative people on there. Uh, I, I always have to skip about five minutes in cause he has a really long intro. Mm-hmm. Um, but once he actually gets into talking, uh, speaking with people, um, it's, it's just absolutely fascinating stuff. You know, entrepreneurs from many different industries, you know, fashion and, and whatever, um, that, you know, I, I, I don't have any, you know, I, I have no, uh, I have no dogs in that race, but you know, but, but the way that they're building their business and stuff that they're thinking about, um, and, you know, just being like really creative in their, uh, called creative live, right. Being really creative in how they're building their business, how they're, you know, their visions and all of that. Um, it, it's always really like really inspiring. I always take one or two good nuggets away that I, I, it's not a go and implement it sort of thing, but it's a, huh, I actually really need to think about that. And that's actually going to change the trajectory of my business sort of stuff. Awesome. Yeah. I'll have to add that to the list. I've actually never, never actually thought about listening to that one, but I'm subscribed on YouTube. So I'll add that. Um, so John, I mean, this has been awesome. What's the best way for people to find you online? Best way to find me online is on Twitter, um, at Doherty JF, D O H E R T Y J F. I spend a lot of time on there, but I recently deleted the Twitter app from my phone, uh, all social media apps. And that's been awesome for my productivity as well. So Twitter is the best. And then, uh, getcredo.com, G E T C R E D O.com is my, uh, is my website, Google my name and you can find my personal website. I write a lot there around productivity and entrepreneurship, some around SEO, but less than I used to. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's where to find me. Awesome. John, thanks so much for doing this. Eric, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember to take action and continue growing.